Hi, this is Welcome to Self, caring for the human in the therapist chair. And I'm your host, Dr. Haley D. Quinn, fellow human, clinical psychologist, supervisor and trainer. Welcome to Self is a place where you can come and learn ways to elevate your own care and compassion. A place to rest, be soothed, and at times maybe gently challenged to think about yourself and your practice. A place to remember that you are human first and choose the helping profession as just one of the roles in your life. My aim is that this is a place of soothing, comfort, nourishment, growth and nurture. A place where you can also welcome yourself. Welcome to another episode. I'd like to take a moment to thank Erin for leaving feedback on Instagram. Erin said, I would highly recommend the podcast. I've already taken so much from it and I'm so glad I discovered it before starting training. This last episode was really illuminating. Erin was referring to episode six with Jennifer Kemp. So if you haven't already, go and check it out. Erin, thank you so much for leaving feedback. It's very much appreciated and I wish you all the best with your training. I'm really pleased to introduce my next guest, Dr. Grania Schaefer. Grania is a clinical psychologist, born and raised in Ireland, trained in London and currently based in Brisbane. In her clinical work, she has a special interest in working with anxiety and PTSD drawing from cognitive and behavioural approaches, including CFT, ACT and CBT. In seeking a work-life balance, she reconnected with her childhood love of drawing and created the Mind Committee comic to help her reflect on her own tricky mind, which she hopes will help others too. More recently, she's been working on a new project called the Mind Committee's Portraits of the Mind seeking to give the world a glimpse into people's minds and showing that we all have parts of us that we can struggle with, no matter what you're seeing on the outside, and that's okay. Grania and I met back in 2018 at the UQ Compassion Lab, and I'm pleased to say we've developed a lovely friendship since then. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Grania to the podcast. Hi, Grania, and welcome to Welcome to Self. Thank you so much for having me, Hayley. It's a real pleasure having you here. So can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to the helping professions? Yeah, um, so I grew up in Ireland and um, and then I trained in London and then moved to Brisbane a few years ago. Um, and in terms of what drew me to the helping professionals, uh, when I was a preteen. Yeah. I remember um, my sister would have like those, you know, teenage magazines like yeah. J17 and she'd have them in her room. And I remember 
I think like I wasn't, don't think I was told I wasn't allowed to read them, but I kind of felt like I wasn't allowed to read them, but I was always, always really curious about them. Mm. And I'd always go straight to the Agony Ant pages and <laughs> I'd always be really curious about what people's problems were and then what the responses are. Mm. So, and I remember thinking, oh, I'd like to do that. <laughs> like wow. that would be really like, uh, I know, a really interesting job. Mm. So that was kind of my initial interest. Um, then when I was 17 and I was trying to decide on a career path, um, I was actually swayed away from psychology um, because I think at the time there wasn't like a very clear career route in Ireland or at least maybe the people that were guiding me didn't really have that knowledge. Yeah. So, um, and I was told like, oh, it was just too long and complicated a career path. So I started studying pharmacy and oh, I wow. moved to London and did a year of it and realized this is really not for me at all <laughs> there was just so much chemistry and I just yeah. did not have the drive um so then I switched to psychology and then from there I just yes kind of felt like yeah this is the right path for me and stayed on to study clinical oh, wow <laughs> so from quite a young age you kind of knew you were drawn to that but mm -hmm. then there was this sort of detour Mm -hmm. And gosh, yeah, chemistry, that wouldn't have been up my alley at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it might not have helped. We had a career guidance teacher at our school who basically told people to either be nurses or engineers. So <laughs> we weren't really given much variety. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you found you found where you wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So as we all know, our work can be challenging at times. So how do you manage to navigate life as a helping professional amongst your everyday life? Um, I think I've found that since starting, like once I started the doctorate, that I realized that I really needed to take care of myself yeah. because we, like we do quite complicated and important jobs. Yeah. So I, um, I think I got quite good at like making sure that I have a good sleep routine and yeah. get enough sleep every day and eat relatively healthily and yeah. like, I guess a main thing for me as well as regular exercise, but my brain is really annoying. It forgets regularly that exercise is good for me and that I really benefit from it. So I often have to remind it because it's kind of like I say like, okay, let's go out for a run. And my brain's like, a run? What? I don't, what's like, is there a point to that? <laughs> I can very much relate to that. <laughs> exactly. So I have a little like semi-argument with it every time and then I go for the run and I'm like, ah, oh, actually, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, you see, you, yeah. you one up on me on that because my, that is the struggle for me is, is the exercise piece. Mm -hmm. And I kind of go, mm, should I? And then I tend to not. So yeah. good on you for actually getting out there and doing that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's probably like 10% of the time, I think. <laughs> it's hard though, isn't it? I mean, as human beings, there's often things we know are going to be really helpful for us, but yeah. actually doing them and committing to doing them is the hard part yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it can just be so hard to get over that hurdle it's kind yeah. of like I think especially if you're not feeling that great yeah. and then getting over that hurdle to do something where you feel better with yeah. it's, it's just it's it can be really hard to remember it yeah mm -hmm. and that's the thing isn't it it's yeah. the remembering but then when you remember and you don't particularly yeah. want to do it I'll often have these things for myself of like oh, I wish I was that person that loves mm -hmm. to go out and exercise yeah because then mm -hmm. you wouldn't think twice so much about it but yeah, yeah that's certainly not me yeah mm -hmm. so how do you manage your own well-being do you use particular strategies that you mm -hmm. teach your clients what do you do 
Hmm. I mean, you've mentioned the sleep and eating yeah. well and, and yeah. exercising when you can convince your brain it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kind of see those as like the cornerstones mm. that if they're not really in place, then I'm probably not going to be feeling that great. Um, and I've also kind of recently discovered just like my house being tidy is another thing that yeah. really helps as well. Um, but in terms of, say, strategies, I guess two of the main are like therapies that I work in is acceptance and commitment therapy and compassion focused therapy and I think I was drawn to both of those because there's a lot of different strategies and techniques and skills yeah. within those two that I find really beneficial myself yeah. so um, like I love say the kind hand gesture of like putting your hands on your chest if you're feeling yeah. a certain way and um, I think it's just it's a really nice way of being supportive towards yourself but without really having to say kind of maybe think so much in that moment particularly if you're currently feeling stressed that yeah. it, it's pretty hard to to think clearly and to slow things but it helps with slowing things down yeah for sure yeah. for mm-hmm. sure yeah. um I think I can relate as well with that um yeah. act and CFT and my probably to my two frameworks as well mm-hmm. and again drawn to them because through learning them and and in, implementing them in my own life I could really see the the benefits of those sort of things Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really encouraged in the training as well to to do that so absolutely that's sort of from the inside out Mm -hmm. learning which I think is really great yeah um so you have a wonderful Instagram page the mind committee Mm -hmm. which I love and have been following for a while Mm -hmm. um and you've started another one the Mm -hmm. minds committee Oh, the mind, the mind committees. committees. Exactly. I knew I'd get that bit wrong. <laughs> and you use creativity in your personal life a lot. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so I guess I started getting back into more creative things a couple of years ago. So I really, really enjoyed drawing as a child. And, um, and then, you know, you just lose touch with it as you <laughs> grow up a bit, I think. And I'd started, I did some art say in secondary school but then I remember feeling pressure with say that being graded so then and I'd noticed I wasn't enjoying it as much so then I kind of moved away from it um but but I started linking in back in with it again and it was actually so with the mind committee in terms of how I got the idea for it I was um attending personal therapy and um I'd I don't know how it came about but I I told um, my therapist how my husband and I had um, given our cat some honorary names. Um, her, like her name was Meows, but like we'd we'd give we'd call her like the chairman of the sleep committee because she was always like in bed before us. <laughs> her sleep hygiene was excellent; like she was an excellent model for that. You could learn a lot from your cat, <laughs> exactly. And and in one session, I'd been like. I guess, mentioning how I could be quite self-critical and like, you know, kind of, so we were talking about my, my inner critic and, and my therapist said, hmm, like, I wonder if you could maybe send, or like your, your critic could maybe, you could like forward their complaints to your cat and like give your cat another title. (laughs) And I really liked that idea. Of just like saying to to my inner critic, okay, well, thanks for your concern. Let, let's just forward these complaints on. Let's tell um, the cat about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, I thought, like, hey, that might be quite a good comic. Um, so so then I started thinking about the mind committee and 
um, you know, what different characters lived in my mind. And like at the time as well, I was trying to be more compassionate. So I thought, well, this could be a way of kind of building up my self-compassion as well, because I kind of saw it as say that there is, you know, a little system already existing in my mind. And then like, I was kind of curious, okay, well, what would happen if compassion comes along now and disrupts that system? And so that's where it all came from. Oh, it's (laughs) fantastic. I mean, I love it. I recommend anybody um, to go and follow it on Instagram. It's really great to see the different comics that you've developed um, and continue to develop. Mm -hmm. So what is it in your work that you enjoy most, whether that is Mm -hmm. your clinical work that you do Mm -hmm. or the the creative work Mm -hmm. that you are engaged in as well? Um, Well, I think with both of them, um, I think one of the main things that I really like is getting into flow. Mm. And I find that I can get into flow with with both of them, although they're very, very different. Yeah. I find, say, in, with my art, when I get into flow, it's like hours go by and I forget to eat or drink <laughs> or go to the toilet. And then suddenly I'm like, OK, I really, really need to, <laughs> need to go now. Um, while I find, say, with my work, it's more like it's it's just really, really great when you, ha- you know, are in a session with somebody and yeah. you're kind of working together really well as a team and you're you know trying to figure out okay what would be most helpful for this person right now and you know kind of how can you guide them through the issue that they're having so I just find then you know that that time goes by so fast and and you know you really aren't really thinking of anything else in that moment so do you ever use any of your art or that sort of more creative (laughs) side in your therapy work um I'm not sure if I, like, I don't bring my art into it, but if somebody that I'm working with has a creative streak or an interest themselves, then I'll try and kind of bring that out. Like if if they're, if it's something that they'd find helpful, then I always invite them to, you know, like basically translate whatever we're speaking to into their own language. And that might be through a creative language (laughs) that, you know, that they're doing. So that's fantastic. I spent a lot of my life telling myself I wasn't creative because Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily draw well. Yeah. And it's taken a long time for me to realize that creativity comes in so many different forms. And I think in Mm -hmm. in lots of ways, therapy work is very creative. Oh, definitely. Um, You know, in the way we have to sort of think about things and structure things for clients. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like you're constantly thinking on the spot. It's not like, you know, say we do have these manualized therapies, but at the same time when you're thinking about how the person is in the room with you and you're thinking about, you know, how can I say, get them to understand this? You definitely need to be creative in that. (laughs) So do you find that that sort of creative um, pace for you Mm is a big part of your own well-being. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's actually it's interesting because I found that so like I recently went down from working 4 days to 3 days specifically yeah. because I wanted to have more time to be creative because yeah. I found that I just didn't have that time when I was working 4 days in private practice. Yeah. And um and what I found recently is say if I have a week or two away from drawing like I said to my husband the other like a few weeks ago I said like I feel like almost like my soul starts to die (laughs) like it's it's started to be something that I really see as like this is really important to me yeah um I just feel that it's so nourishing to get that time being creative and what's really lovely as well is that like once you spend that time focusing on it then it's almost like other ideas grow from that and and so it just it feels really good oh that's beautiful Mm -hmm. so it really is an important part of who you are hey yeah Mm -hmm. 
So when yeah. you, when you started out as a new practitioner, what do you think would have been helpful for you to hear when you mm-hmm. were starting? Yeah. Um, I think everybody's training in in psychology is can be very very intense, yeah. and it certainly was for me, like with the the doctorate, because you're wearing so many hats. You're wearing your research hat. You're attending lectures, trying to mm-hmm. get a crash course in learning to be a therapist, and then you're also seeing patients as well. And I think I'd just say take your time and give yourself the time to learn everything, and mm-hmm. don't expect yourself to know everything right away. And so. Yeah to get it <laughs> yeah that's the thing people forget yeah. sometimes don't they you're, you're in training which means you don't know what you're doing <laughs> exactly that's why you're in training yeah um and it's okay to not know yeah and sort of learn as you go because you yeah. did your you did all mm-hmm. of your training over in the yeah. uk yeah that's yeah. right yeah so i did my undergraduate psychology degree in uh london and then i did two years of um work as a research assistant on a cannabis project which gave me a really really bad sense of how easy it is to recruit to studies because when you're recruiting to for a study and you're getting people you're saying to people you can smoke cannabis and then we'll do some psychology tests on you people really want to (laughs) sign up (laughs) everyone else is like why can't I get anyone to come and do my study (laughs) yeah so I was like oh it's so easy to recruit for studies like research will be a piece of cake (laughs) my doctorate (laughs) and then you found out it's absolutely not yeah it's not when you're really hard to recruit people (laughs) yeah yeah, apparently it's harder when you're not yeah. saying that you'll pay people to smoke an illicit drug. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking about us as mm-hmm. human beings mm-hmm. and practitioners, how important do you think it is that we are willing to tolerate the discomfort that comes up when we connect to the parts of ourselves that perhaps we don't like or we might feel ashamed of, both as a practitioner and as a human being, and how does your connection with your art assist you with that, if it does? Mm-hmm. So I think, well, I think it's really important yeah. to connect with that because I think one of the things that you really notice is that, say, when you try and ignore it, it yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. And, and often it might even get a bit bigger yeah. um, because we're reinforcing it by ignoring it or yeah. pushing it away, um, even though we don't mean to. Um, like that's We have tricky brains, yeah. and unfortunately that's how our tricky brains work. Um, so, so I think it is really, really important just to you know, to to notice them and to validate them as well. And if we can, if, you know, it feels okay to make room for it. Um, and, you know, there might even be some wisdom within, you know, so I think it's really helpful to be curious and to see, like, what are, you know, what's it trying to tell me? Yeah. Um, and, you know, is there is there anything that I can learn from this? Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess that that's where, say, compassion can be really helpful because, you know, if we're able to kind of meet those feelings with compassion, that can help us a lot more with allowing those feelings to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if we if we criticize ourselves for having them, then we're a lot more likely to to want to push that that away because yeah. because we're thinking like, oh, well, if I feel bad, then I uh, well, I shouldn't be feeling bad. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so true. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. that connecting with our dark side mm-hmm. 
is challenging it's difficult yeah. and if we can bring compassion to it yeah. it doesn't make it easy yeah. but it can make it easier exactly it's uh, not like it'll make it go away no <laughs> we need magic for that yeah, and but. i think sometimes we can accidentally make deals we can say okay well if i do this i promise you're gonna go away then right i'll, I'll let you you can be here but like you know but then you'll go after right <laughs> no <laughs> it's like no that's not gonna happen yeah um and with your art mm-hmm. yeah when you're sort of drawing your comic over yeah. the time when you've sort of done your your mind committee before you moved yeah. on to your new project which we'll talk about a little bit later have you found that that mm-hmm. art has kind of assisted you to connect mm-hmm. with those parts of yourself? Yeah. You actually do get to sort of be in touch with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, definitely. I find that, say, well, I find with my my critic, I, I'm really, you know, I have come to notice over the years, my critic can be very, very strong and very yeah. dominant and still is. Um, so I find that one a bit trickier. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess like in, in my comic, he's kind of like it's it's a he and it's a it's kind of a smallish pointy blue figure um and um it's definitely been really helpful in terms of getting to notice when he's around um i found it easier with worry um so so in my comic i've drawn worry as this kind of little purple kind of he's a little bit chubby (laughs) um little kind of monster and i find that i'm kind of seeing him as more like kind of sweet (laughs) you're befriending your worry more (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and you know just I can see that you know he's really trying to help (laughs) and it's just that he doesn't often know the right way of of helping um so I find that that's like that's been really helpful as well with you know and that like changing that view and I just kind of we just want to give him a hug (laughs) oh that's so lovely (laughs) it's like come here worry let me give you a hug yeah but you see my critic is pointy so I don't really want to hug you don't want to hug (laughs) yeah fair fair call but it's interesting isn't it because that part of you is suffering yeah that part of you that is worrying Mm -hmm. and and the critic yeah um yeah and over time, I guess mm-hmm. maybe that will change. Exactly. Um, it's just trickier. <laughs> in terms of, yeah, change yeah. in terms of wanting to get closer to it. But it is trickier. I mean, the parts of ourselves that are harsh mm-hmm. or that we're ashamed of or we don't like for some reason are absolutely harder to get yeah. close to, aren't they? I mean, yeah. why would you? It's almost like, mm-hmm. why would you invite people you really don't like to a party? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, eh, I don't want to invite you but they're coming along anyway we don't get to stop that exactly um, like they're very very insistent that, yeah. that they're going to join me in the different things that I do yeah mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. from like an act perspective the, mm-hmm. the comic it's almost like a diffusion yeah. exercise isn't it yeah you yeah. can draw your mm-hmm. worry you can draw the yeah. critic yeah and kind of separate yourself a little bit exactly yeah and it was I think it was actually more narrative therapy when I first heard about that idea yeah. and and I really loved it and yeah uh-huh. that's so, fantastic mm-hmm. I yeah. love it I recently had the pleasure mm-hmm. of you bringing my mind to life oh, with yeah. your brilliant art well thank you for being the very brave first volunteer <laughs> right yeah Yeah. Uh um it was such a great project to be a part of um it's so fascinating to and i I think i could have given you many many more characters as well um but sort of (laughs) curbed it a little bit so it didn't become too big (laughs) but so fascinating to really stop and think yeah this part of me and that part of me and and, you know that multiple selves piece we talk about in Mm -hmm. compassion focused therapy 
of really acknowledging that we are multiple selves. Yeah. But taking each individual part and sort of looking and going, okay, well, what is this like for me? This, when this part shows up, how am mm-hmm. I going to recognize it? Yeah. So I really, I really loved that and enjoyed being a part of that project. Mm-hmm. So could you tell us about how that idea was born to sort of move it from the mind committee to the mind committees mm-hmm. and, and what you're doing with that? Yeah. Well, so after I started drawing the mind committee, I thought it would be really cool to, for it to, you know, I guess to get more people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was always kind of curious as to say what other people's, parts of their minds looked like like kind of like their critics or their warriors and so that was something that I'd had in mind for a while um but it was it was recently a a friend had sent me a message saying hey I've got an idea for um a new comic and he'd said like imagine say if they could if your mind committee one day visited another person's mind and then you know they they assume that that person has it all together but then when they visit the mind then it's quite chaotic (laughs) and and so in that process, I'd um, asked him and I'd asked a couple of different friends if they could contribute parts of their minds <laughs> um, to be guest characters, like guest stars in that comic. So I did that. And then afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, well, that was so fun yeah. working with my friends on that. So I thought, well, why don't I actually just do it myself where I ask people, okay, would, would it be okay if I draw a portrait of your mind? Mm-hmm. Um and and so that's where it's come from and my aim is to um to draw at least like I'm hoping for at least 20 different mind portraits but maybe even more although I am finding people have a lot of parts so it does take time (laughs) (laughs) so ideally I, I would like to be able to um like maybe display that in some place where people can go and they can see that there's all of these people that I've that have bravely volunteered their minds and they can see, okay, well, these people, even, you know, they're functioning and they're doing yeah. well. Um, but at the same time, they still have tricky brains. They still have a lot, yeah. you know, a lot going on. They still have different parts to yeah. them that they find difficult at times. And, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really beautiful project because there can be this thing where people think, am I the only one that's feeling like this? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that's struggling with with this? And I think particularly, you know, as helping professionals, there can be this kind of myth that somehow we've got it all together, yeah, and that we're okay, and that we can cope with everything, and mm-hmm. that even if we do get anxious, well, we'd know how to deal with it because we're, you know, helping professionals, we're therapists, yeah. we know how to manage anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that can be really damaging. Yeah. Because, it, you know, fundamentally, we are human beings mm-hmm. and we choose the helping professional professions as the job that we do, the work that we do. And when people can see, oh, you get mm-hmm. caught up in that stuff with your mind. Oh, you've yeah. got a critic that kind of shows up really easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get anxious about that. Or, oh, your mood can get really low and you can feel mm-hmm. depressed. Oh, okay, well, I thought I was the only one or, you know, yeah. I didn't think this was something that I would still be dealing with if I've learned how to be a therapist or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really, really valuable project and I hope mm-hmm. that you get lots of people mm-hmm. come on board to do it because it's yeah. also, as somebody who has been a part of that project, it, it's really fun and your art's fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like I can remember saying to you, 
mm-hmm. you know, I this is kind of what I think this part would, you know, look like if mm-hmm. we were making it a character. And you'd send me this picture and I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, that's it. <laughs> You've nailed it. <laughs> well, you, you provided an excellent description. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think... Um, we can t- we'll talk later about how people can perhaps get in touch with you. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I would highly encourage anybody <laughs> that is even slightly interested in doing mm-hmm. that to jump on board and yeah. have a portrait of their mind done because it's mm-hmm. just lovely, really yeah. lovely. If anybody's interested, I am happy to draw their minds. <laughs> and I know that's not something you say to people every day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hello, would yeah. you like me to draw your mind? Exactly. <laughs> We can get that thing, can't you? Some people think, you know, as psychologists, we must be mind readers. You're a mind drawer. Yeah. (laughs) You go next level. Exactly. (laughs) I don't just read your mind, but I draw it as well. (laughs) Fantastic. I'll just share with the listeners as well, because normally when I um, am interviewing people, they're either in a different state or a different country. And we're on Zoom, but we're really fortunate today that, um, oh, actually this evening, because it's a Saturday evening in Australia here when we're recording this, um, that Grania and I are actually mm-hmm. together in the room. So it's the first <laughs> time we've done that. So it's actually really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here sharing the mic. Mm-hmm. So let's think now about what what might be one piece of advice mm-hmm. that you would share with our listeners. Mm one piece of advice I think um I think for me it would be to say to never stop being curious about what brings you joy um and and then you know if you can if it's possible to maybe invite that mm-hmm. into your life if it's something if it's something that brought joy from your childhood or um or you know just even something that you've discovered recently um just to to you know to try to make space for it if you can because i just find that it can be so valuable to be able to connect with that and and to really notice it as well in terms of notice how you're feeling when you're engaging with it yeah. um because i think it can really kind of show you okay this is you know this is something that nourishes me and that helps me and and I guess sometimes what we might do is we we might know that in the moment but then we maybe get distracted go about our lives you know get caught up in our busy lives yeah our lives are you know understandably really busy as well and then we might just forget that that really is something that's helpful to us so so yeah that's what I'd yeah it's just because I've noticed it recently with reconnecting with my art that um it's yeah I think I think just going forward I feel that like I don't think I want to have long periods like I've had without regularly engaging in that creativity yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful because the work we do can be really challenging yeah Mm -hmm. um it can be really tough yeah and having something outside of work that kind of counterbalances all Mm -hmm. that yeah is uh is a really good idea hey yeah exactly Mm mm-hmm and and curiosity, I like that because maybe maybe people don't know what that is yet. Exactly, and yeah. and that's totally okay as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So sort of paying attention to yourself mm-hmm. and noticing. I like what you said before about notice how you feel when you're doing something, when you're engaging in something. Is this something that would be helpful if I actually brought this into a mm-hmm. more regular practice for myself? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
and obviously you know not in a way where it would end up becoming a stress if, if you felt like oh I should be doing this or but just you know noticing okay well what is it that I, I would like to do or yeah. that I'm drawn to Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's interesting when you're talking about your art and you really loved art when you were little. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to high school, it was all about mm-hmm. your art being graded and yeah. then it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. So you let it go. Yeah. And now you're mm-hmm. kind of bringing it back on your own terms. Yeah. I'm doing this because of the pleasure and the joy that it brings me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although, like, that's not to say I still get, say, critical of my art or <laughs> there's, you know, still ups and downs with it. So it's not, you know, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, but it still is, um, like it, it's something that I really notice it's, you know, it's, it's a very rewarding thing to yeah. do. So, and I think I'm learning as well to, you know, try and not, because I guess I can so easily get, you know, link my worth to what I'm creating because I think you do get a bit of a dopamine rush when you create something yeah. and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then but then, you know, after a few days and it's like, it's there and that's it. Or, yeah. But yeah, just um, like that's a helpful lesson in itself that yeah. that um, I'm able to take a step back and just then, you know, think about, okay, what would I like to do next yeah. after this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not put too yeah. much pressure on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep out. Keep an eye on the little spiky blue guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> He will. <laughs> so if you could meet yourself 20 years from now, mm-hmm. what do you think your future self would say to you? Um, so I think one thing that I notice is that my little spiky blue guy, <laughs> the critic, can be very critical of my past self. So, um, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, think about a certain like a memory and then my my critic will be like oh, why did you do that so what I would hope is say if I were to have a conversation with my future self that I would hope that she would have learned to be less critical about her past selves yeah. um and and that maybe you know I guess maybe her compassionate side might be stronger yeah. in that way and so I don't know if I'd really even be looking for advice from her, but, you know, I think what I would hope that she would be able to say is just like, is maybe say you're doing okay. Yeah. Keep going. And, you know, it'll be okay. Like I trust that you're going to figure this out. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) You're going okay. Keep going. And trust that you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, I think that would be nice if if I was able to just to see myself as a human who's trying her best. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's something you could just say for yourself as yeah. you go along. I'm yeah. going okay. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to trust that I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think that's all all that we are doing, isn't it? Yeah. Like we're just figuring it out. Exactly. <laughs> as we go along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been given any manuals <laughs> no I think that's one of the things I, I you know mm-hmm. as I've gone through my life I'm like yeah didn't always do it the best way and mm-hmm. but I always learned something from it and I'm yeah. doing the best I can I think you know I've, I've said it many times and you know we, we do the best we can under yeah. the circumstances we're in and with the, the knowledge and the skills that we've got exactly yeah and yeah. that's the best that we can do you know yeah mm-hmm. 
That's exactly it. It's just like we're not fortune tellers or mind readers, mm. contrary to popular belief. Granny <laughs> <laughs> really, no, she's a mind drawer. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we only have that information in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe we can sit with, uh, with our 20-year from now selves <laughs> or with ourselves 20 years from now. <laughs> A bit of a tongue twist to that. Yeah. And um, and have another conversation in 20 years. Yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> so finally, if people want to find out more about you or mm. get in touch, yeah. where can they find you and engage with you and your mm-hmm. work? So um, at the moment, the two main ways of viewing my work and, and also getting in touch is through... Um, my Instagram pages. So there is the Mind Committee, which is the comic, and then the Mind Committees, which is the Portraits of the Mind project. Uh-huh. Um, so so those are the the two main uh-huh. <laughs> ways at the moment. And if somebody yeah. was interested in um, being a part mm-hmm. of that project, mm-hmm. just briefly, what would yeah. be involved? What would they need to mm-hmm. kind of do to be involved with that? Uh-huh. So, um, well, I guess first of all, to be willing. (laughs) And um, I guess what I often kind of suggest to people is say, like, I guess once they've gotten in touch with me and they've let me know that they're interested, then, um, you know, it's not something that we'll do right away or anything like that, but just like spending some time themselves reflecting on their own minds and noticing, I guess, what different parts are around for them which are the most prominent ones and and then you know to start thinking okay well what would they look like <laughs> um and because that will help us with with drawing that portrait yeah. that family portrait of those different parts yeah. um but you know I don't rush people along with it or anything like that it's just something that um like it's more kind of take your time with it yeah. <laughs> and so like if you did get in touch with me it's not like I'd be expecting your mind right away yeah yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. you know from my yeah. experience it was a very gentle process mm-hmm. um and very easy to engage in and, and again I've said yeah. it before and I'm gonna say it again mm-hmm. if anybody's wanting to do that I would really encourage them to be a part of that because it's a mm-hmm. really really lovely project and I think mm-hmm. ultimately I mean if they go to your mm-hmm. Instagram they'll see that there are a, a small number already exactly. there yeah um, I think if that can become something where there are, you know, a large number of those mm-hmm. and we can all see that everybody has a tricky mind and it's yes. just such a beautiful way to show that, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great project to get behind. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ailey. Yeah, so I wish you all the best with that one. <laughs> so thank you for joining me, uh-huh. coming and spending time with me and, and being the first in-person um <laughs> interviewee well I'm honored so thank you (laughs) it's been a real pleasure and um I wish you all the best and Uh thank you again you take care Hayley thank you bye bye thank you for sharing this time with me today I hope your time here was helpful and supportive if there has been something in this episode that you have found helpful I invite you to share it with another person you think might benefit. I'd also love it if you'd like to leave a review wherever you tune in. Reviews really help to increase awareness of podcasts, meaning I can spread helpful information more widely. All reviews are welcome and much appreciated, as I know they take time out of your day. If you'd like to be notified when the next episode airs, 
please use the link in the show notes to join my mailing list. Music and editing by Nissa Ray. Thanks, Nissa. I wish you all well in your relationship with yourself and may you go well and go gently. Thank you.